This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Herod's perplexity, feeding of the 5,000, Peter's confession, take up your cross, and transfiguration. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Any adoption of same-sex marriage is not just a moral disaster, it's not just a social disaster, it's a gospel, it's a theological disaster. Progressive education assumes that humans are inherently good. Thus, education should be primarily about helping humans self-express, that there's inherently good things that need to be brought out of the person. God gives us children so they'll break our stuff to keep us from idolatry. Children force you to move out of yourself The idea that the church could gather without physically gathering together has no place in the church. Christ did not redeem the church, did not redeem his people virtually, but in reality. Lutheran organists love listening to issues, etc., while shoveling snow. There were several headlines about a new study on worship attendance post-pandemic. The one that stuck out to me was from Religion News Service. More Americans stay away from church as pandemic nears year three. Well, really, if you dig down, if you were hardly going to church before the pandemic, you're probably not going to church at all after the pandemic. But if you were attending church, it's likely you are still attending church. There's some nuance in this new study. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in live on this Tuesday afternoon, the 10th of January. We're going to talk about a new study on worship attendance post-pandemic with Dr. Mark Wood director of Witness and Outreach Ministry for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Then Pastor Andrew Garricky joins us. We're going to discuss the late Pope Benedict's study of Lutheran theology. Dr. Mark Wood is director of Witness and Outreach Ministry and the Revitalization Initiative for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. He's author of the books Connected to Christ, Witnessing in Everyday Life, and Meaningful Outreach, an Essential Guide for Churches. Dr. Wood, welcome back. Well, it's always great to be with you. How did the pandemic affect church attendance? patterns in general? I don't think it's a surprise to anybody who's been observing this that attendance is down and continues to remain down. This recent study actually put some some numbers to our observation. You know, the results of that study show that 22% of Americans overall are attending worship services in person less frequently now than prior to the pandemic. What groups saw a decline in church attendance post-pandemic? Every demographic experienced decline. The ones that were the greatest in terms of numbers of decline, it would be your mainstream liberal church bodies and parishioners under the age of 30. Those are the most significant declines, but decline is across the board. You know, we are now just starting to see some of these studies that are verifying what we had expected just from observation that somewhere around 10 to 25% of people have not returned to worship in person since the pandemic. What do we think is suppressing attendance among younger, the younger demographic? Well, that's an interesting particular demographic to study because worship attendance as a whole has been declining in the under 30s for some time now. Pew Research recently put out a study that you know, indicated that if this trend continues by the year 2070, 
Christianity will be a minority religion in America. And the main driver of that are people, you know, the millennials are younger. So they're, they're not well churched to begin with. So the pandemic only exasperated that particular demographic group. I suspect that some of the reasons for that is um, some of these people may be attending worship virtually. They're very comfortable in the digital world. They don't see the need to gather together with others. They've been raised in a culture that is radically individualized. And this actually played well into that particular worldview because now they can choose where to go to church, when to go to church, how to go to church. And so their in-person attendance has dropped off. Further studies, I'm sure, will will look into are they participating in the digital world or not. Were there differences in attendance patterns of conservatives and liberals? Absolutely. We see the greatest decline in the liberal or what Christianity today labeled as white mainline churches. You know, the uh, evangelicals, not nearly as much. It's hard to say Lutherans get lumped in with evangelicals. I find it really fascinating to see, you know, what was the decline among churches that understand sacramental presence and the importance of participating in the means of grace through sacraments versus, uh, you know, American evangelicalism that is primarily based in Bible teaching, if we want to even call it that, that don't have any sacramental presence. Therefore, you know, you can get the same thing online as you can get in person. Where, of course, in, in our understanding of Scripture in God's gifts, it, there's gifts you can only receive in person. And I, I would suspect that if they broke this out a little bit further and looked at Lutherans, at least confessional Lutherans, they'd find that on the whole, our decline in attendance is not as great as the other, what they call evangelicals. What specific religious groups had their attendance levels most affected by the pandemic? Well, again, it goes back to the demographics. The under 30 has definitely been hit hard, the mainline or liberal denominations. But we also see a pretty significant decrease among Black Protestants, uh, where the overall American decline was 22%. It's 24% among Black Protestants, but only 17% among white evangelicals that mainline is back up to 22%. So the ones that we see that are least impacted, not surprisingly, age 65 and older had the smallest decline. Now, I I say that's not surprising because these are the people who have a stronger commitment to worship and and aren't immersed in a digital world to the degree of the younger people. But when you look at who is most adversely infected by the pandemic, we would have guessed, I guess, intuitively that people 65 and older would be the most likely to stay away from public worship, public gatherings of any kind, and yet they show the smallest decline overall. So that I think it really speaks to the commitment that people have to being in person for worship in that particular age group. What did we learn about nominal religious adherents or, or those who were kind of on the edge to begin with before the pandemic? Well, the people who are nominal, you know, weren't really attending worship very frequently to begin with. I think at first when uh, services were streamed and there was a wide 
variety of churches putting their services online. Some of these nominal people may have tuned in. It's hard to say how many have continued, but the disconnect that already existed was only exasperated by the pandemic and the isolation that followed. And so uh, congregations that had lost track of their members who, who weren't actively seeking out people who were drifting away saw a big impact on their worship attendance during the pandemic and, and even now after the pandemic, primarily made up of those people that we would call nominal. They were there occasionally before the shutdowns, but after the shutdowns, they have established new habits, and those new habits don't include attending worship services in person. And so my suggestion to congregations is, you know, treat those people who haven't returned after the COVID shutdowns, as you would any inactive member, reach out, reconnect with them, find out why they're not there, because there, there are various reasons why people haven't returned to in-person worship. And in the case of the people who weren't all that frequent to begin with, uh, you want to find out, well, what are the reasons for that? And uh, those reasons may vary from Third Commandment issues, where they were despising God's word, they didn't see any value in coming in person to uh, just poor habits that had developed during the pandemic, including relying on streaming services rather than coming in person when they were able to come in person. And really, Todd, in some degree, we enabled people to stay away by continuing to stream services where it isn't necessary and not really making clear that what you get over the internet is not the same as what you get when you're in person. And that uh, it really, worship is something that requires you to be present. Uh, you know, we worship an incarnational God who came to be present with us. And he calls us to be present with one another. And we must be present to receive some of the good gifts he has for us in the divine service. We don't want to enable people to stay away either. I'm kind of curious if the pandemic caused the decline in attendance or did it just hasten it in these cases? I would think that it mostly hastened it, that we've already statistically can look at a decline in worship attendance over the past several decades, really noticeable from the early 1970s on. And uh, as I mentioned, that Pew Research study that shows a significant decline in the number of people who are claimed to be an adherence of any religion. And it, it follows very closely that as people disassociate from a religious identity, their participation in in-person worship services has decreased as well. The pandemic accelerated that, and I don't think we're done seeing that acceleration. I think it, it's become a momentum of its own, and it's a real challenging time to engage people with the gospel and help them understand the importance of being together in worship to receive God's good gifts. Mark Wood is Director of Witness and Outreach Ministry and the Revitalization Initiative of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. He's author of the books Connected to Christ, Witnessing in Everyday Life, and Meaningful Outreach, an Essential Guide for Churches. You can purchase these books and learn more about Witness and Outreach Ministry and the Revitalization Initiative for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod on the Talk On Demand archives page at issuesetc.org. Dr. Wood, thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Todd. We will discuss the late Pope Benedict's study of Lutheran theology with Pastor Andrew Gerke right after the break. 
If you appreciate Issues Etc., our 24-7 music and talk stations, and our daily verse-by-verse Bible study, The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, please include a bequest in your will or trust for these worldwide media resources. Bequests aren't subject to federal tax or capital gains taxes. Ensure your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren the opportunity to listen by including a bequest in your will or trust for Issues Etc., Lutheran Public Radio, and the word of the Lord endures forever. Does this sound like your church budget process at the end of the year? You get last year's budget and go through with a committee line by line, maybe what we should spend next year. Maybe you have a prayer. But where's the word of God in this process? When do the people hear what the small catechism says about giving and why we do it? Contact us at LCMS Stewardship so that we can help you fix this process Put the Word of God first and put your congregation on a good fitting. LCMS.org slash stewardship. Casting Christ's net on the internet. You're listening to Issues Etc. In a city known for the latest in songwriting and the performance of music, we offer the sweet sound of the timeless gospel and the historic liturgy in worship. Redeemer Lutheran Church in Nashville, Tennessee is a place where God's people receive the gifts of Christ and sing praises with angels and archangels in all the company of heaven. If you are vacationing in Music City or are moving to the area, please join us for divine service at 1030. Find out more at RedeemerNashville.org. Metro East Lutheran High School in Edwardsville, Illinois, is looking for an English teacher with a master's degree for the 2023-24 school year. Edwardsville is 30 minutes from downtown St. Louis. The position would involve teaching upper-level, dual-credit English classes. For more information, send an email to Principal Jay Krause, J-A-Y-K-R-A-U-S-E, at M-E-L-H-S dot org, Jay Krause at M-E-L-H-S dot org. 